Yes, 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 you are locked into another episode of Meg Talks, the people's platform home to queer POC millennial conversation. Respecting Manders if you're locked in for the first time and big up yourself if you're back for another episode, man. You know, where your people then, where your community, this is your safe spot. Anywho, you can catch up with every, every single episode on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, um, Anchor. Bro, right, we're dead about the place, man. And of course, on Instagram, Meg Talks Online. Make sure to go over there and follow right now. Anyways, my dog, well done. We've got another return guest in the building. And not only are they a return guest, this person's going to be with us for four more episodes at least. You know, just to have some familiarity. Let's bring D into the goddamn building. Well, Gwam, my G. Back again. My so, condolences, people. <laughs> but she brought me back. Do you know what? Firstly, the streams on that particular episode were crazy. Yeah. So it just made sense. And I actually had so much fun recording it, man. So I was like, we had a little bromance going on. Yep. It's definitely time to team back up. So we're going to test out for like four, well, it's once a month. So mm-hmm. it's across like four months and stuff. And then, you know what, people, let me know what you think, man. Let me know if you think this dynamic works and this yep. is something that we should roll with the punches. But for this week, man, I dropped the ball, guys. So it was meant to do scenarios, yeah. And I did my homework. I did the brief. I did my, my whatnot. Can I find a note? No. (laughs) (laughs) And it doesn't help that at the moment where I'm supposed to be my creative bag, I feel quite rough. Mm. I feel hella rough. So um, It's all part of the journey, man. It's part of the process. These rough patches. It's just how you navigate through them, right? Do you know know what kind of rough patch it is? My ass left Urban World at five o'clock in the morning. Mm. So Urban World is a... What it says on the tin is... Quote unquote for the urban community, so the POC community who are part, also part of the LGBT plus community. And it's like just this rave that happens in King's Cross. If you man know about the Scala, it is an iconic um, nightlife venue in London. And yeah, man, I think it's like once a month or something, they host like a resident spot where it's aimed to bring the Desi uh, Asian community together and the black community together. And I've never been before, I've seen their Instagram page kind of popping for a while now. So I thought, let me just see what's going on. And um, shout out to Vanessa and the team down there. Man, they invited me down. We enjoyed a really, really nice night down in the VIP lounge. Imagine me. I didn't even know what VVIP was, bro. Fuck, who knows? But had a good look around the place. And I have to say that the lounge is sweet. The venue is really sweet. The DJ, listen, the DJ weren't too bad at all. Literally, as soon as the dance floor came on, yes, that was my time, man. All black folks started moving towards the dance floor. In formation. In formation. <laughs> just, just like 1,600 people marching, <laughs> marching downstairs. There was ever a warning symbol or a sign or a yeah. sound. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I am interest, interesting enough, I bumped into a set of people I have not seen in... Boy, it could have been like 14 years. Oh, damn. No, I wasn't no, expecting I'm, No, I'm lying. It's probably like, call it 10, 11. 10, That's 11 still a years. lot, man. Yeah. It was around digits. the times that... Do you know what? No, it's longer than that. It was when I went to uni. And I went to uni around 21. 
And yeah, man, I used to kick it with them man there and just naturally like life, you take different paths and whatnot. There was such a great group of people and I really had the whole uni experience. So I kind of drifted away from some of my friend, my, my friends that I was chilling with here. And lo and behold anyway, I see my brethren there just chilling in the club and it was such a vibe to see like quite a few of them that I've not seen in years. And weirdly enough, well, not weirdly enough, I realized how much I've changed. My mm. physical appearance has changed over the course of years because they would have known me to wear glasses and have either canos or single plaits. No way. So, like, when I saw certain people, I recognised them instantly. They were looking at me like... Were you? <laughs> Legit. <laughs> I'm like, it's me! <laughs> no, I had to kind of um, describe my previous uh, aesthetic. And oh, like, man, I hate that part. Yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, snap from way, way. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> that was interesting, man. It was a good vibe, man. Big up Amanda and um, the gal that she pulled up with, man. I, They played a big part. A big part in how much I enjoyed that night, man. Mm. But quickly, like, when it comes to, like, queer raving overall, yeah. like, do you go out much? I do go out once or twice a month. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm quite an old person now. I like to go to work, come back, have my food, and stay home. I'm a, I'm a homebody. Okay. But my girlfriend loves to go out. She'll go out three, four times a month. Um, that's what pretty much nearly every every weekend every almost yeah yeah um uh yeah so we we do we are pretty much in the in the scene mm. pretty frequently so we know what what the scene's about the queer scene that is okay. not all of it but yeah do you know interestingly like I, well do you know why I asked this because I know that like I, well, I met you at a queer event mm-hmm. you know shout out to um Aisha invited us down to the queer gala back in I think it was like November, December time. That yeah. was tight. That, that was like, a good gala. Was a really, I've never been to a gala before. I I had no idea what the social etiquette was or Same. what the expectation was. So I kind of just like I was winging it. We were all winging it to well, be fair. I just knew that I was gonna turn up looking fine. Yeah. Looking fire. <laughs> but that was about it. But um I say that to say because I know you go out in it. But when it comes to like being social stuff, I've had quite a big gap because mm. of, I'll kind of get into it in a bit. But um, yeah, I've had a massive gap. But prior to my gap, I used to like pretty much go to straight events. Yeah. Lick, I hardly, my feet have hardly ever touched queer um, events kind of like in my 20s. Well, mm. it's maybe my early 20s and stuff, but kind of from about 24 onwards, I was just on going to quote unquote regular events just having a good time and moving up, gal. And yeah. Have, do you know what I'm saying? So, like, what has, what has your experience been of kind of like, just like the black, queer, or the quote-unquote POC, LGBT space? Because we've got a few um, listeners that are not even in the country. So just to give them a touch and feel. I mean, the scene is, it's always a good vibe. It's always a good time. Um, and there's a there's variation. There's all different kinds of, like, LGBT, POC, and black um events so it could be geared towards like uh, there was one last night um it's a organization created by an old friend i went to school with called russi she created a not okay club and that's for all the the black kids who who are you know goths and emos growing up or listen to like fallout boy and mm. my chemical romance but we were shamed for it back then because black people had a particular you know image 
yeah. and being goth and emo wasn't part of that image. Otherwise, we'd be considered weird or outsiders or trying to be white mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we tried to reclaim that part. She tried to reclaim that part of her childhood and make it a, a, a you know, an event like based on on that. And that's really good. You know, there's what, what kind of jams they play that instantly is giving me Avril rock. Lavigne vibes. Yeah, Avril Lavigne rock like what you could imagine like metal heads playing like you and, and there were bare event. black people there. Yeah, that's cold. Bare, bare black queer folk there. That was all like a part of our, it, what it told me was that there was clearly like a shared experience mm -hmm. in that kind of gothic emo phase we had as teenagers. Um, and for someone to make a, a club event, a queer event based on that, I thought it was great. Um, there's also more like bougie types of events. If you go to like, I don't know, I think Les events is a bit more white, but yeah. sometimes you'll have POC events. Um, Lake and Pussy Palace are POC and black heavy. So they're great events. They're a good vibe. The music's good. Um, have you been to Les events? I have, yeah. I've been I've, a couple of times. Because I've seen, again, I've seen that floating around my um, Instagram timeline, but I've never checked it out. Is it worth it? Yeah, some events are pretty worth it. You know, they do brunches and stuff, which is pretty nice. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I'm, here, I'm here for a social. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, they, they do some things, but they have a, a, a larger, whiter queer. Got you. Following, which is nothing wrong with that. But so it's an inclusive we, space for like our, for us, but it's not yeah. necessarily geared towards geared us. Geared towards us, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind of like um, mint events. Mint events are, I always say they're, they're aimed at probably the older queer, okay. the older uh, kind of professional queer. And the events look good. They just don't look like the events that, it's not geared towards me. Mm. So for example, I one of my favorite events is, um, Living Proof. Okay. Living Proof was one of the coldest hip-hop nights in London. Swear. Swear to God. That place used to bump differently. And it was like, um, you kind of go through the timeline of of of, his, um, of history of hip-hop music. Okay, okay. I like yeah. that. I love you, that. Actually. Yeah. So you, you kind of got some of the old school stuff. But then you also get... Everything up up until what's current. Yeah, yeah. It's something for everyone. I love that stuff. Definitely. And then um, you've also got kind of like the alt hip-hop, like, say, like, Flash Flatbush Zombies, mm. for argument's sake. So, like, it just used to, like, that, Doctor's Orders. Doctor's Orders was another, is another event. Mm. Wicked event. I remember I saw, um, you know, DJ Jazzy Jeff from oh, Fresh no Prince? Way. Yeah. yeah, I've seen him DJ a couple times at the Scala, actually. Yeah. Um, through their event. Wicked. So like I I'm used to going to events that are bumping, but I'm not gonna lie, I don't get the same vibe in queer events, you know? Yeah. Like it always feels like there's just the best events, it's almost there, but not quite. Yeah. There's something missing, but I think it's because I was going to the creme de la creme of black into black um events. music events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You wanna go to good events, you gotta go to Pussy Palace. Oh, what's that? What's that I, again? Seen on on the gram. Oh, Pussy Palace is it when when I tell you this is the what could be described as probably the blackest, gayest, or like event, and it's and it's uh geared towards like women or uh you know what yeah like, it's not like male kind of dominated queer spaces. It's mainly female mm. or you know female presenting that kind of stuff. What kind, do you think that there's a difference? Like this, like a like an event in a space feels different when it's a more female 
woman-led space. Yeah. Um, then when it's kind of a mixed bag. And the reason that I <laughs> asked this is because yesterday I realised, well, I was reminded, I should say, men take up a lot of physical space. Yeah. I'm around women the majority of the time. Like the industry that I work in, a lot of my friends, a lot of my family, I, I date women. I'm just around a lot of women. Right. Um, and I realised that men, are f- they're actually physically bigger just in their being, right? But on the dance floor, that is a whole scenario, you know? I know. And like, there's some flamboyant, flagrant <laughs> behaviour going on. I'm like, there's a six foot one nigga trying to balance on his head top, kicking out his knees and that. And I'm like, brother, you need to be kicked off my face. <laughs> <laughs> now, for real though, I, I, I was noticing that. And I was getting really, I noticed at times I was getting really frustrated with like the clumsiness of men. I'm like, really guys, bad. I'm like, it almost feels like my space is being invaded. And of course, in a club, that's the whole premise of it. Mm. It's pure space invasion. But when I looked at the room, it was like, I would say maybe 70, 70% guys. Mm. And then, of course, the rest are non-binary babies uh, and women. Mm-hmm. But it just, I think the the vibe feels different when I'm around a bag of man them. Mm. Yeah, Urban World, Big Up Yourself, man. It was a good night. Yeah. It was a good night. I'm definitely interested to check out Pussy Palace. Just For sure. Like I got to invite life. you to some of these events. I thought I already had, but I, didn't, I think I might have invited you to like one or two, but... Mm. If you don't know about it, bro, I'm I'm gonna go out more often just so I can take you with me. Woo! So you can um, get going out out. Going out out. Yeah, because you know what? I was talking to Philly and she was like, oh, I wanna start checking out some heterosexual spaces. Oh. So not normally what you hear from a Do you know what it's true? Is she that's not often what you hear. Um I'm I'm up for it. I'm like, yeah. So it's kind of cool because on one side of the spectrum, we can roll out. Yeah, I can roll out with her because I I tell you something, I like things just because they're good. I never like, I'm not one to follow something because of its niche. Mm. So like going to an event because it's a black event, going to a club because it's for queer people. I've never gauged things like that. It's mm. always, is this thing lit and is it good? And if it is, I'm, then I'm really on it. Pocanolos dos, baby. Why can't it be both good and black? Do you know what? But I think I don't mind sifting through the bad black things to find the good ones and then hold on to the good ones and make it and and then you'll be able to copy it and and multiply that kind of goodness with black being an integral part of it why not do you know what i think i think it's i'm more talking about like my metrics okay so it's like if someone says to me make what kind of music you're into yeah yeah, yeah, i'm genuinely eclectic because it's not about the genre or that Mm. niche so it's not about it being hip-hop grime drill I'm on what's good. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. whether it's classical music, whether you're going to come with, again, shout out to Avril Lavigne or whatever, I'm just on it because it's lit. Yep. Do you see where I'm coming from? So, yeah, I, it's interesting you should say that, like, you'd, you'd go to shit events to find a good one. Bro, I do not have that patience. It's, if I'm at an event and it is shit, within the first, if I make it to 45 minutes, you're lucky. Yeah. I'm that person that, if it's not good, I'm out. I'm, I'm out, out. Like, have you got any things that you want to do? Have you got any events that have caught your eye this year? Camp Wildfire is looking lit. Camp Wildfire? Yeah, do you know about it? No. Let me quickly see if I can... Um, Instagram. Where Camp is my Wildfire. Phone? Is it a festival? Kind of. It's like on the premise of... What did I do with my phone even? Hold up. Let me check on my Instagram. And then I'll show you. 
Well, this is concerning. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so talk to me. What is it? What's so it about? camp wildfire. Yeah. If I let me draw the picture. Okay. Right? Yeah. Draw the picture. So, do you remember um, Camp America? For some reason, I'm thinking of these summer camps. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, exactly I'm correct. That. Yeah, you're, you're oh, that, good. You are I am correct in that. Yeah, so it's like the concept of Camp America. You go there for a certain period of time. There's this kind of chalet sleeping. So you like say maybe you're sleeping in a chalet, maybe a lodge, tents, all that kind of stuff. And let me see. Camp Wildfire. Yeah, this is it. This is the one, and they've got, there's another one, I can't remember what it's called, but there's two that are similar. Okay. So yeah, so basically it's the premise of like, you go to camp and there's like camping, chalets, whatever, and there's all these activities. So some, there's two um, that are kind of different at heart. One's like yoga based, so like it's vegan for a week, um, you can go fresh water swimming, camping, there's fi- um, campfires, all this kind of business, right? But it's all around, there's quite a few workshops on different topics. I love that kind of stuff. So you know, the yoga one seems lit, but the Camp Wildfire one, I think it's just bare fun. Yeah. Like riding bikes, um, there's games, there's all kinds of activities. That Swimming they... in the lake and it looks like you can go hot ballooning and yeah. stuff like that. It's very much being at one with nature mm-hmm. whilst it being still like a party. Yeah. 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 Like letting your inner child completely free yeah that's what it says on the the caption actually adventure by day party by night summer camp for adults excellent sounds fucking great actually yeah it's like i that. would go to that it reminds me of a festival i went to with my girlfriend last year called the wildfire nope wilderness that's the yes how was that wilderness was this year last year was absolutely horrendous it was terrible the weather was uh Atrocious. It was like flooding three days in a row. Shit, did you have to Our sleep tent. in the camp? Oh yeah, we had to tent. Yeah, yeah. Our tent was flooded. We had to leave a day early and we were being we were being paid to be there because I work in coffee and I got asked if I can work some of the coffee stalls there a coffee store there. Money is so good. I paid my rent basically in three days. Wow. Um in that three day period. Um the money is really good, but the experience Besides the weather, everything else was great. I got to learn how to put up a tent. You know, you get to drive the little carts around sometimes. Um, Is it like a um, like a golf buggy kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. That's it. I've never driven one of those. You know. Yeah, I I I, I didn't get to drive it. I get I got to be in the passenger seat. So, so like the people drive, or is it staff that come? In my mind, I've it's just, staff. I've just, got, I've just got this idea, yeah, that they've got like this campsite, right? And then there's like. <laughs> there's some asshole with like a sun visor on and a light blue polo buttoned up to the neck. Let me tell you with something. like khaki shorts and they're just driving around on this little golf caddy picking people up like, mm, first ride to the to the stage. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. Them people are not nice people. The ones who drive the golf carts, the little buggies, mm. they know they're the shit. <laughs> they know everyone's looking at them like, let me jump on that real quick. I've, just, I've just got this uh, visual of this like, Proper poncy looking guy, like, no, no, you can't come on my on, on my bucket. Too drunk. Keep walking, peasants. Yeah, <laughs> filling your boots with mud. Walking past, just throwing popcorn at people. Trust me. <laughs> you might as well, because that's what it felt like. But yeah, was it like? So but the experience. Only- but other than that, except for the for the weather part, everything else was absolutely incredible. They say it's one of the poshest festivals in 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 England because they have 
They have a massage and like therapy kind of section.、Mm. They have a yoga and like meditation tents. They have all these kind of like health and well-being areas, yeah, as well as the party, drug, and getting fucked up areas. Got you. So like, there's a real the, healthy balance. What's the actual concept of the event? It's It's just all kinds of music. So we, Mayal and I, went to see my girlfriend. And I went to see、uh, Malia and Loyal Kana at the main stage.、Mm-hmm. So it's all it's all different types of music. It's mainly pop. I wouldn't say there was any hip hop, but it's like unts、uh, unts music too. Oh yeah, you can avoid those if you want to. But there's like something called the barn. The barn was like folk, live folk music. People just playing guitars and like、oh. banjo and stuff like that. I, I, I immediately think of like Cotton Eye Joe, even though that couldn't be any further removed from like folk music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cotton Eye was、uh, was folk though. The music itself was. Do you know what the brother's saying bef- outside of saying Cotton Eye Joe? I have no idea what he's talking about. I've、nope. never known. Did anyone know? There's some songs you don't know to, need to know the lyrics for, like Macarena. You do not need to know the lyric. Hey, Macarena! That's all you need to know. That little part at the end, the beginning part is unnecessary. Um. So yeah, you're saying that was it? Is it worth? Would it be? Would you recommend going? Because I'm looking to do like a couple. I love festivals. I、yep. love. Um, camping, like you said, you learn to put up a tent. Yeah, I learned to put up a tent. The first time I actually went camping was at a festival. Like as a family growing up, I never went camping. I no, went to、um, I went to Brownie Camp, but it wasn't tent. It was like we stayed in a lodge and all that kind of stuff.、Mm. You know, like when you watch those like American kiddie shows and they stay in this lodge and there's all these bunk beds and stuff. It was very much like that. Yeah, yeah.、So、my first camping experience was about twenty six. Can love it, man. Yeah, it's so good. It's actually really nice. It it. Definitely gives you a different perspective of of life entirely because you go out into the wild with your essentials.、Mm, mm-hmm. Essentially, can you cope? Can you cope three this- days without you know? Because you'd have to rely on data. There wasn't really much Wi-Fi. Shared toilets, shared bathrooms, all that good Those stuff is part of the experience. Are abomination! Oh my god! After like six, not even that. After about four hours in, it's a myth. Actually, that's why the experience was so bad. Yeah. Well, not the entire experience. Just that part of the experience was really bad at Wilderness. It's because it was just after COVID. The lockdown had just kind of gone away. They were oh, like letting festivals hold their events, and because they were scrambling and scrambling to get their resources, there were not enough toilets and not enough showers. They had oh, half, half of what they were supposed to from the fo- the previous years. So you had twice as many people using half the facilities.、No. Toilets、at、were blocked point, in like a few hours. Like, at this、yeah. point, I don't care. I'm shitting outside. I'm shit. I'm shitting outside. I'm not. No. You I, know what the I'm, goal I'm was? I'm not going into that cesspit. There was like a gated communities, and they were saying, "No, you can't use the toilets there. If you don't move out of my blood clot ways, I can use your facilities." No, me, nah. Wait. So is this is this toilets that wait gated community as in residents? Some or gated or, or within the campsite? Within the campsite, there no, were some groups Listen, that were special for some reason. Let me tell you something. If you don't move, this is when me, I just, I'm all laughing. I'm proper jovial. I'm、yeah. very laid back. But this is when the tone and the energy in the room start switching up. You think you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I would laugh. Do you know? I would look at them and laugh and just walk right past. I'm like, bro, if if you talk to me or touch me, 
any going forward, it's done. It's done out here. Yeah. I'm using those facilities. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't let this be the hill you die on today, my friend. Basically. That part. Yeah. <laughs> I, do you know what? I've got a very random um, subject switch. But something interesting has been um, brewing the last week or so. Whoopi Goldberg's. Ah, um, uh, yes. Let's uh, just say slip, right? And I've been kind of, I've observed the mis- the mistake that she made. And I've also been kind of following the commentary on some of my favorite podcasts. So there's a brilliant, no, not brilliant idiots. It was flagrant with Andrew Shaw's. Mm. You should check it out. It's a really good podcast, really. He also appears on Brilliant Idiots and another podcast as well. But Andrew Shaw's um, Jewish guy, and there's a couple other Jewish people who sit within the podcast as well, right? And uh, I believe uh, the other guy's Asian, South Asian, right? So anyway, um, if you don't know, Whoopi Goldberg sits on like some kind of daytime TV show, you know, where they just sit down talking a bag of poop. Um, yeah. and, and they, I, I have no idea what the actual objective of the show is. It's called The View. It's a lot like loose women in this country. I what's the objective of that show? It's just women talking about issues in the world. Is it like, like a women's issue show? Like for women? No, not at all. It's not at all. It's, it's, it's kind of the same what you see as your news. You see a bunch of guys talking about politics. It's just women right. talking politics. So it's daytime TV. Nothing special. I think a lot of the times they also talk about the part I don't like is like uh, like celebrity gossip and shit. That's the part I kind of switch off. But. Okay. Have you watched The View before? I've watched, because it's not big in this country, not really. I've yeah. just watched clips of it every now and then. Got you. Um, so, yeah. no, that's, that's, that background information is inter- is important because I don't watch it. I, I, I don't watch it. I've heard about it, but I wasn't really sure what it was. But I assumed that it was going to be something similar to... You know the type of show that Sharon Osbourne was on, and she was saying to the black woman, "Educate me, tell me." <laughs> you see that? <laughs> you see that? How I thought it was the same kind of show, which to be quite fair, it is. <coughs> but um, so there was a conversation around kind of racism, and Whoopi Goldberg alluded to the fact that the Holocaust wasn't about racism, but it was about it's an act against humanity because, mm. for, from her opinion, it's white people killing white people. Right. However, if anyone really understands the Holocaust, the whole premise of it was that, you know, Hitler and his freaking wastemen thought that the Jewish community were inferior race and identified them through specific features. So well, they thought that the Aryan race was the superior race and anyone that wasn't the Aryan race was mm. considered inferior, including but not exclusive to Jewish people, right. disabled people, black people, women, everyone. Right. Everyone was getting it. But Jewish people, he definitely had a, he had special vim for them. Got you, right. He had special vim for them. So with that explanation, that, that shows that what Whoopi said was factually untrue, right? So I think... I think what her words were... Wait, 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 wait. Go ahead. Wait. So by, by, if we're looking at it from a factual point of view, that's not really true because uh, what she said is factually incorrect because Jews consider themselves to be a religion and a race, right? Um, they were persecuted because of their collective identity because they was Jewish, you know? So I think that's where it kind of, the argument breaks down a little bit. And I'm like, mm, I think you were a bit ill-informed when saying that. Mm-hmm. However, I, I... Okay, I'm trying to play devil's advocate here and maybe look at this from a number of different angles rather than she said this, 
it's anti-Semitic, it's all of these kind of things. I'm like, that's a very surface level conversation and argument, right. right? It's like, beyond that, I wonder where she was coming from and what the actual intention, because Whoopi doesn't strike me as someone who's going to be out here being... Like, anti-Jewish to people. Like, she doesn't... Ain't she gay me... as fuck? She's probably... Listen, Whoopi's that's for been, another... I don't Whoopi's know. been dicking it down for a long time. Come on. I'll put my, I'll put my house on it. Yeah. Whoopi ain't out here, B. I don't know. But... Um, I thought that was very interesting and instantly uh, people were very offended, which I can completely understand and appreciate, right? I can. Mm. Um, but then I think there was these big assumptions made. Um, no, not assumptions. I think there were some big judgments made on her character um, saying that she's anti-Semitic, all of these kind of things. And I think that's a reach. Yeah, I don't. she doesn't give me anti-Semitism. Besides, what? She apologised. If you apologize after a racist statement, does that not cancel out your racist statement? Or am I incorrect? All those. Well, apparently, when it happens to black people, we're supposed that's to forget. That's why I'm asking. So um, I, I don't. Depending <laughs> upon the metrics that we're using, do you know what I'm saying? That's why I'm asking. Millimeters or centimeters. She apologized. Here. That cancels out everything she said. Well, if you look at Wiley, that's have you seen? Good one? He, he had another howler recently. You know what? Oh, I actually started to find, find a bit. I find I have a lot of sympathy for him in that regard. I think he, he, the thing about musicians and rappers and singers and blah, 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 is that they have a lot of in and they have a lot of information that could expose the music industry, making them very vulnerable to, you know, mm -hmm. the industry turning their backs quite quickly against mm -hmm. them. Good example would be Wiley. Wiley has been in the industry 20 years. He probably has so much crap on the industry mm. and he just let it, well, he was just, he was honest. He, he explained what he felt and they shut him down. I don't agree. I think how he reacted and stuff with all those videos and stuff. It's like, bro, calm down. Do you know, I, because I, when I'm looking at this, right, so you've got two black people yeah. who are grown folks mm -hmm. talking on the subject of the Jewish community. Experts right? that's, on, that's, in the that's, industry. That's what I, yeah, they're professionals, highly skilled, talented people in, their, in the entertainment field, right? Right. Now, I see, I can see the difference in that, what they were saying, because I think Wiley's wording was horrible. Yeah, no, his wording you know, was you see, you see, You see in the first instance, the wording was horrible. And I think partnered with his frustrations of whatever mm. had happened, it was just, it was terrible, right? I think what Whoopi was saying wasn't, it, it wasn't as bad. I think it was more ignorant. Mm. Um, whereas Wiley made a lot of generalizations and tried to characterize a whole group of people based upon his experience, which is wrong. Whereas I think Whoopi, we said that from a space of ignorance. So I had a conversation yesterday, right? And I, I was, I kind of landed on the point that perception is very important. Right. Um, and stepping into someone's shoes is very important. So not that it's right or wrong. Yeah. But to Whoopi. Jewish people are white. Do you see where I'm coming from? Yeah. They make the same way that Italian people are white, the same way English people are white, the same way that French people are white, the way that some people even classify, for example, Spanish, Greek, whatever, as white. So, right? So, in her mind, if everybody is the same type of, it, she understands the nuance, but they're white to her, mm. I can understand why she would say that. Do you see where I'm coming Absolutely from? Absolutely right. Because it's like, you're black. But you're a different kind of black to me. Mm. It, just by look. So a white person saying, oh, well, um, if you were to kill me, that is, this is not a race thing. Yep. 
I can understand how she might have arrived at that incorrect assumption. It that yeah, that's a very very good point. Do you understand? Because like for white people, they see the nuance the same way yeah. we see the nuance. <clears throat> Absolutely right. You know when people are like, oh yeah, do you speak African? Oh yeah yeah yeah, you want to go down Africa? It's a fucking continent, man. Yeah. You do not talk about Europe. Like, oh, I'm just going to pop down to Europe. What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? Do you see where I'm coming from? Yeah, so yeah. we understand the nuance. So I, I, I'm I, not here to apologise or to advocate on anyone, but I just, I think it was a very extreme reaction to jump straight to Yes, I agree. Because if we use two examples of the exact same thing happening right now, mm-hmm. Firstly, let's let's look at the idea that Jewish people are a race. I'm not saying whether that is or isn't, mm. but there was a time when Muslims were being called terrorists and it was a very fearful time. Mm-hmm. Could we consider that a race? You know, if we said to these gammons and these right-wing pricks, mm. oh yeah, you're being racist to Muslims. What was the answer? Islam isn't a race. You can't be racist to Islam or to Muslims. Mm. And it's like, okay, let's keep that energy in other areas if that's the case. That's the first thing. That's a good point. On the second thing is that Right now, there's a situation in America concerning Joe Rogan saying some racist stuff. Uh, oh, God. Right? So if we put those two neck and neck and see how, how you know the audiences said? have reacted. He said the N-word a lot. He said some stupid shit. Oh, fuck no. When was so, this? Recently. So he said he said it 11 years ago. and he, But the, word, the part that really got to me was like, oh. yo, I said it 11 years ago. I haven't even said that word in years. <laughs> <laughs> Well, congratulations. Well, well done. Did you get a badge for that? Right. You know, it's right. like those badges you get in rehab when you make like a year of being clean. So like, wait, so wait, just just to clear clear this up a bit because I, I don't know about this. So my stance, I I'm quite a big fan of Joe Rogan. I right. I like the fact that he talks upon topics that you know probably a lot of people may not find interesting. You know, and he has very very insightful conversation he does his research he's mm. well he's quite well informed in a number of areas right and i like that he he's got such a way a good way of um sharing his opinion yeah. and standing by it but creating space for other people to maybe have opposing arguments right really like him so to hear that he's been behaving wayward Friggin' annoys me. I'm just like, oh, for fuck's sake, are we going to have anyone left at why this do point? We, why are so we like, so surprised? Why are we holding so like, out for these quasia people to, to not be racist, mate? So, like, what, so what, what actually happened? Do you know what actually happened? No, I don't really follow the guy. Okay. What I know is that it got so bad, even white people, like some like famous white people weren't standing beside him or like disagreeing with him and stuff. And I was like, right, when white people call oh. out other white people for racism and shit like that, it must be bad. I'm not getting involved. Because my reason, I think you're only calling it out because they did something to hurt your feelings. And and I, I would be, in, I'll be, it'll be interesting to see which people are calling him out. Because people have been calling him out. Rogue, Spotify removed a lot of his podcasts from Spotify and stuff. I think over 70 episodes, yeah, were right. removed. The reason I say that is because Joe Rogan has come and disrupted many uh, industries uh, well, massive, let's say like the media and entertainment industry, right? Also journalism. He's come and completely disrupt that. He's, in terms of his views and his um, degree of influence, it's insane. Mm. So it, it doesn't surprise me that they would send for him or be waiting on the fence to catch man slipping, right? It, do, it doesn't surprise My me. My thing is, he's that. probably been going so, away with it for years. So I, I, I'll be interested to see who's making up noise now because right. I would then question their intention for right. that. Right. 
Do you see where right. I'm coming from? You see, like when Piers Morgan was going on at Meghan Markle, mm-hmm. I'm like, what's your intention here, bro? You see, so that that's interesting, but that's not to negate him from what he did or didn't say. Now, I also know there was a big uproar recently about him spreading false information on his platform about um, the vaccine and um, COVID. So I okay. thought that that's what all the big old hoo was yeah, about. No. Yeah. I don't know. It could be. It could be. Yeah, man. But, but if you put those, you know, Whoopi Goldberg, is it Whoopi Goldberg? Yeah. yeah. Who was going through this and Joe Rogan and what's going through, mm. what's happening here. Joe Rogan hasn't been removed. His podcast hasn't, he hasn't been removed from his podcast. But you know He's what? He's still though? got a massive following. But, that, but you know what the difference is here? What's this the difference? Is, this, is, this is where the importance of ownership comes from. Because right. you can't, you no one can stop Joe Rogan from making podcasts because it's his platform. It's his space. He's probably you can got, stop associating he's, he's with prob- Joe he's Rogan. He's probably got a studio in his house. Right. right. So you can't stop him. And he's got his own platform. Mm-hmm. So it would take the likes of, for example, YouTube, like the platform holders, yep. to, to do something. Whereas Whippy Goldberg is employed on a show. Right. So it's more so the reaction they were receiving. Oh, go on. Oh, my, Miles different. Miles different. You don't think? I, yeah. But I, Maybe I'm just seeing it differently. Maybe the way it's been reported on my timeline is just different from what, what's happening in I reality. Think, but I think that speaks to... I, I, I would make a wild guess. Bear in yeah. mind I'm speaking loosely here because I don't know the ins and outs. But wildly speaking, that kind of follows suits of regular behaviour, right? Mm. So when... Someone, um, what was the people them that said, um, Ellie, was it Ellie Darby and her boyfriend? They were, oh saying my, the, days. they were saying the most crud the other day, right? Yeah, wicked and wild with it. Now, well, like two weeks ago, right? They started pulling shit from them yeah, so quick, right? Do you see where I'm coming from? And it's like, yes, there was outrage. I think there was a quite a strong reaction to that. But there were people coming out saying, oh well, they she was only young. It was this, that, and a third, and so on. Fair enough, she was young, right? Can appreciate that. But I think racism is racism. When you're talking shit on a public platform, you open yourself up yeah. to people's response and people not fucking with you. Do you know what I'm saying? You're open to scrutiny. That's just part of the... Certain things are best left for your group chat. Yeah. Do you see where I'm coming from? Certain things are... But I say what I'd like to say, look, anytime that there's disrespect thrown on black people, the, the concept of time, progression... Do I not have the opportunity to change? That gets thrown into the barrel. But as soon as it's, you know, this is, for example, like a, a projected onto the Jewish community, there's a hard line drawn to say, uh-uh, that they can't run around here. Mm. And I'm not mad at them, actually. I'm not mad. I wish black people no, had that. No, me too, bruv. I me wish black too. people had, I'm not even going to sit up here in front. I wish black people had that. If you said one thing, it's you your, get shut down finished. and everyone's pulling out and no one's associating with you. That's it. Exactly. We're that. moving as a community. As one. Man, I, I, I kind of respect that angle of them. I live in North London. I got bad Jewish people in my in my uh, surroundings. Is it know? like the um, Orthodox Jewish? Yeah, Orthodox Jewish the... community. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The way they move, they, they move as one. They're like a wave in the ocean. They are one, just I, moving back and forth. It's a, it's a whole different way of existing and they got their occupy. own communities like they, they got build, their own babylon yeah they, they got, they got babylon place. jerusalem right there in north london they've, they've got, got i dated someone that lived like uh like tottenham seven sisters my area yeah now 
because I used to travel up there, drive up there and whatnot, that's when I got more exposed. Because obviously you've got like Stamford Hill, that's got that's home to a massive Jewish community, um, Jewish Orthodox community to be specific. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie, I was completely thrown for a minute because what I'm aesthetically used to seeing in London in terms of what how people dress, the fashion sense, how they interact with each other, even the types of shops on the high streets, mm. it was completely different. When I saw that these men there have their own police, police in their neighbourhoods. Own securities, own school buses that take the kids to schools and stuff. I respect it. Everything is their own. They, they own the buildings that they live in. Mm-hmm. They rent the buildings that they live in. Like These people are like, no, if we're going to have anything, that shit's going to be ours. I'm and we're going to give it to our community the way we want to. We're not going to let outsiders decide it's, that. Do you know what? It's I a respect the fuck it's a, out it's of it. It's a good move, but it's a harsh move as well. Because I think what happens is there's always a divide. Because there's always a community that doesn't have. And there will always be a community that does have. And I think that makes me feel funny. But, but I will say that, of course, you have to have your have your community's best interest at heart. Mm-hmm. It's like self-preservation and community preservation. Mm-hmm. So that there's this, maybe it's not a scenario whether it's a right or wrong, maybe it's both and. And it's about striking the balance between supporting your community and also investing into the broader sense of humanity, if that makes sense. Because if everybody only fucked with theirs, I'm not sure that's a good thing. No, you can, obviously it's not about, uh, it's not about segregation mm. per se. It's just about making sure that you protect your community. Your priorities are clear. Your priorities are clear. That doesn't mean you shut down or, you know, you don't want to lend a hand to other communities. We can live harmoniously with other communities. We have done so in the past quite well. Mm. That Mm. doesn't mean we're willing to throw our own under the bus for the sake of, you know, giving our own benefits you can do both there's enough there's enough space you're right there's enough space to do both absolutely right there's i mean the the jewish people in in north london for example they don't just do business by themselves Mm. they have to do business outside their communities yeah you know some of the the uh the landlord of the warehouse that i live in is a jewish man Mm. they have to do business outside of course yeah yeah, yeah, for it to work you know so i don't mind that aspect at all. I I want to go on to um go ahead. the concept of like censorship. Okay. Because I, I feel like their conversations heading that way because like you know um Dave Chappelle last year had a massive how like I think we might have spoken about it loosely before. We did. Um and how we kind of feel about that and I just feel like we're heading towards are we headed or are we there? We are there. To some degree, I don't think we're 100% there on the spectrum, but we are definitely there on the spectrum in terms of people's shit being censored and people really not having freedom of speech. And freedom of speech is not free at all. To what regard? Because I have freedom from disrespect or like I have freedom from Mm -hmm. harm. Whatever that harm might manifest as, Mm. I have freedom from it. So freedoms and rights. Wait, explain are, what you mean. I don't care. You know, you know, super people say I have a freedom. I have a right to speech. Yeah. I have a right from your speech as well. If your speech can <laughs> cause some kind of harm, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah so there's yeah, yeah, right yeah. to there's positive rights and there's negative rights right. in this country. You have a right to something, but we also have a right from something. So it's like, um, I guess. So it's you, a hard line to. Because it's like um, line to draw. It's like you 
got the right to say what you want, but you haven't got the right to, um, what's it called? Is it like, in, um, ah, oh, what's the it's word? Like public nuisance inciting and stuff. Ra- uh, inciting yes, racial hate hatred are. and things like that. Like that's illegal. But that that speaks to the point that mm. there's not freedom of speech because they're saying you can say what you want, but you can't say that, which is a complete oxymoron. It's either you can say what you want and mm. you're free to do so, or it's no, there's red tape. You can say these things, but there's a lot of red tape around these things, right? And I think that I personally prefer freedom of speech over censorship. Mm -hmm. I would rather people learn to deal with... I would prefer for people to live in an environment where they deal with other people's opinions. Right. um, And learn there's opposition. There is opposition in all walks of life. We can't all get along. We can't all believe the same things. And we shouldn't. Yeah. You know, so it's rather than being heterosensitive and pandering to that, it's maybe we need to get a bit of broader shoulders. You know, back in the day, people were saying some wild shit, but a joke could be a joke. Do you understand where I'm coming from? At what expense, though? I feel like opinions Mm. can be opinions, but opinions are just things that we say. But we don't just say what we say. We act in the way that we believe Mm. is right. And people act accordingly to their opinions. Mm. That's why opinions is really... It's the window to someone's soul. Mm. Like, so like your belief system informs what informs you then go on me. to do. Right. And that tells me what what position I can play around your vicinity. Like, is yeah. there space for me <laughs> yeah. around you? Can we be friends? Or do your opinions basically tell me that you despise every part of who I am or, you know, you don't like the community I come from or someone, you know, opinions do do matter. I wouldn't go off and... Because really, when we think, talk about freedom of speech, we have to talk about where the history of the freedom of speech policy came from. Right. It came from because people can uh, speak about their political opinions. Mm-hmm. They couldn't say, I don't believe in the government. I don't like the army. Mm. I don't believe that my right as a man or a woman should be... And they'd get killed. Yeah. Any sort of uh, you know, dissent against the government, you'd get killed. Mm-hmm. Freedom of speech allowed you to say what it is you felt about the government in particular. Right. Because they were meant to be held to account. Mm. We don't have many opinions about the government. We have a shit ton of opinions about each other, though. Very true. Very, very true. So I think freedom of speech is really important that you should be able to say how you feel and not be stifled and not be censored. But to what degree? At Mm. what expense? I... Yeah, and and I guess... It's always a difficult line, man. That's exactly it. It's like, where does the line ultimately get drawn because you said back in the day a joke is a joke so let's take keith lemon this man made an entire yeah. career yeah. out of taking the piss out of other people's cultures and, and other people in general i i know a joke's a joke but if i spent my entire career making fun of white people do you think they would be okay with that do you know if i answered your question to be honest they probably wouldn't right but then when i look at my whole thing i think that there should be room for comedy right. and i feel like a how I see it, a joke shouldn't be limited to, I can only joke around the communities that I'm within. I don't believe that. I feel like I should be able to take the living piss out of a lot of things, but it's about the intention and where that's coming from. And I think that's where it nails down to, because there are so many things. Mm -hmm. Like, there's this guy called um, Uncle Roger. And he's- (laughs) like Uncle Roger. what? Nigel. Um, yes. He's fucking hilarious. He's very right? funny. Now, I love taking the piss out of him. Mm. Because his accent, the way he pronounced his accent, his 
mannerisms he, when he's like, hi, yeah. Hi, yeah. You yeah. know, he doesn't even talk like that. At all. <laughs> at all. Right? Now, for me, it's like, I should be able to take the piss out of that. Yeah. Because there's no intent, there's no racist intention there. There's no actual negative intention. It is just funny. Um, I know that about you though. I don't know about anyone else. But that, but that's my whole point. Right. Is that there are a lot of people out there. There are some people that are really, really bad, man. And there's some people that just want to have jokes mm. and have fun. And there are a lot of people that just want to have jokes, mm. right? And I'm like, we shouldn't not be able to have jokes because some people can't take jokes. I agree. I agree. Me? If you don't like the joke, just don't listen to the comedian. Don't listen. And it's like, how... Yeah, man, I'm not. I'm definitely not up for this censorship. Thing. Did you see um, the censorship of Jimmy Carr, the comedian? Uh, is Jimmy Carr the one with like the beady little eyes yeah. and, the and the hair? Yeah, I can't stand him. He he just uh, aggravates. This his <laughs> whole being aggravates me. But what did he do? So he had a special on Netflix. Right. Considered, he dubbed it himself like one of the worst dark humor jokes he's ever put in his <laughs> career, right? He put it together in a in an hour special on Netflix, right. some of his worst, darkest humor ever. Yep. One of his jokes, funnily enough, the joke that got him in so much trouble. He said so much shit in the hour, but in, in that hour, the only thing that people really got upset with was the joke about the Holocaust. Let me tell you what his joke was. I'm scared. He said, I'm, "No, I'm scared because <laughs> I'm scared because I've got very dark humor and I don't want to laugh." Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say the joke exactly like he did. I'm just gonna give you a quick am, rundown of what no, wait, it was. I'm dying already. already you I haven't even, even told you one. <laughs> he said the thing about the Nazi. Hey, wait, war. wait, wait! I need to get Here myself together. All right, yeah, get yourself together. Oh! All right, go on. All right. He said the thing about the Nazi war. Mm. People started laughing. And he went, whoa, whoa, whoa. I know what you're thinking. He went, the thing about the Nazi war is that um, the Nazi machinery targeted the lives of six million people. And that's all we talk about. Yeah. We don't talk about the fact that Hitler went on a campaign and killed thousands and thousands of gypsies. Because no one ever wants to talk about the positives. So that joke, <laughs> yeah, there it is. There oh it my is. God. There it is. <laughs> no one was, there it is. Now, now, all right, to me, to me, that is, I just, all I hear, oh my God, that is insane. He was like, yeah, the Holocaust is if bad. If you could see that, nah, I'm actually crying. You know what <laughs> she it is, is actually crying. It's, it's a satire. Yeah. Because when I, all right, when I hear that, right? Yeah. I hear quite a political statement being made in that there's a lot of emphasis being placed on what happened with um, the Holocaust in relation to the Jews. Yeah. But there's also a hidden community that were hid that were massively affected by this, mm -hmm. which were the gypsies. That's what I hear yeah. just in a very outrageous way. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was being sarcastic. Yeah. Yeah. No one talks about the positives. It's like there's no positive around uh, death. Of course. Right. Yeah, you know... Yeah, so my thing is this. Right, I'll say this. I'm a person that I would rather people say... Uh, actually, let me start from here. I'm a big advocate of the truth. Mm. A big advocate of telling your truth. Right. Whatever is true to you. Just Something may be true to you, but because just because I don't like it, that doesn't make it any less true. Right. And that doesn't mean that you have less of a right to feel how you feel. Mm -hmm. My existence should not determine or infringe on what you have a right to believe and feel. Right. So 
to the furthest extremes, if I take this right, um, the likes of, say, um, neo-Nazis, the Aryan Brotherhood, National Front, British National Party, all of them frigging idiots, right? Mm. I don't ultimately think that they're wrong because I don't agree with what they believe in Mm -hmm. because I think it's ridiculous to judge someone on something that they cannot control. Mm -hmm. That's stupid to me, right? Now, they have a right not to like black people. They absolutely have a right to not like black people. I don't believe that they have a right to... Another one. I don't think they have a right to... Um, impact black people's lives. So. Mm. so it's like, just because you don't like me, that doesn't mean that you don't have a duty of care to self-regulate and ensure that you don't infringe on my way of living because of your belief system. The thing is... Do you stuff, see, wait, do you see where I'm I, coming from? Absolutely. So, I see what you're saying. So my thing is this, mm. like, and I, I have dated a few white girls in my time, right? And we used to go really back and forth because they felt really strongly against it, which I can understand. And I'm like, no, no, no. I would rather people live in their truth, talk their truth, and at least I know exactly where I stand with well, you. Absolutely right. So I can live a life according to what you truly believe. But you see, when you start to censor people now, what happens is, is that you create these little pockets, these little underground communities, all of this, you know, like QAnon, mm. for example. And then like a prank. Um, Incels and stuff like what's, that. What's the other one now? The Boogaloo Boys and all this kind of shit, right? They're like some stupid white supremacist group as well, right? Mm-hmm. Right, they love a bit of, um, what's his name? Donald Trump. Of course. They're that camp, right? Now, for me, all of these groups are ridiculous. They are. But they have a right to exist. They have a right to believe what they want to believe. But you just can't enforce that on other people Mm. and expect other people to live by your own standards. Do you see where I'm coming from? But yeah, it's been a big... Most people don't even agree with me on this one. I know, I absolutely agree. The reason why is that I love racists who are honest about their racism. Straight up. I hate people that are like, no, I'm so, I don't see color. And then when you work with them, you see that they work very weirdly around people of color. Mm. You know what I mean? When you're at work and some of your white colleagues, you know, they start to have a little chat by themselves over here. And, you know, they're a bit like "Mm, weird around you and stuff. That's when you start to feel like, oh, okay. You might have not said it, but you definitely feel some kind of way about it. Hmm? It's like, it's it's that code. It's that code of silence that they have and they're creative for themselves. In that case, I absolutely agree. I definitely think that if you do feel that type of way, be honest about it. I don't hate you because of it. I will just avoid you because of it. Um, however, that kind of mindset can be really problematic because we're saying this in a way to like in terms of like politics or, you know, um, racism and stuff. In Scandinavia, for example, um, they are very big on rehab mm-hmm. not deterrence like in this country when it comes to committing crimes um what do they call it rehabilitation rather than um shit that's thrown out of my head yeah scrap that we have like, instead of deterrence like to deter or like to deter instead of to like um uh punish them yeah yeah, yeah. and because when you you punish someone it makes them feel resentful and that res resentfulness in them can turn into you know fuck it i'm gonna do it again because the system's against me you don't want that Mm -hmm. you want them to be you want them to be normal and then you re go through rehab and then they end up going back into civil society like normal people um they do that even with child molesters pedophiles they're very big on rehab in that regard because they believe that things like that is a sickness of the mind 
Mm. So if you have opinions and thoughts in your mind that relate to pedophilia mm. um, and, and, and things like that, that's okay. Just don't act on it. Yeah. Would you agree with, I mean, I, at I, first, before that, I was like, what? No, you should jail them. What the hell? At any point, it's a risk that they take a child and they do something harmful. If I break that down, because I think there's layers to what you said. There. It's so, so deep. So I think the whole Scandinavian model, yeah, I agree with that because I think rehabilitating people and dealing with the issue at hand is more effective than sending people to go and par with a bag of criminals yep. in a, a space that's underfunded and resourced, right? It could be education, right. mental health. There's, there's so, I think they're filling there the so, gaps. Because it, the uh, reoffending rate mm. is high anyway, so it proves that it doesn't work. Yep. My, so with that, I agree. Pedophilia being a sickness of the mind, I agree. Dealing with the sickness at hand, I agree. However, this, I don't believe thinking it is okay. Yeah. Thinking and not acting on it is okay. None of it's okay. Yeah. You get what I mean? That's where I disagree with it. I'm like, I'm not about to normalize this and say that those kind of thoughts and behaviors is okay. It's no, like, it's not an okay behavior, but it's okay to think. No, but that, that's what I'm saying. For example, I don't think it's okay for someone to think smoking crystal meth is 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 lit. I'm like, bro, it is, it is not, that shit will kill you mm. in a matter of years. Do you get me? So I'm like, I don't agree that it's okay to think it out. I think the whole thing is just wrong. But I agree, though, that you should be dealing with people and trying to treat the issue so they can... I don't I, I don't know if it's something can be cured. I don't know yeah. if it's... But yeah, dealing with it rather than giving these people fucking 18 months, three years, and then putting them on a sex offenders register, and then they're back on the roadside. That, to me, what they're doing in Sweden makes more sense than that. Right, because it's 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 kind of like what we were saying before about if you're if that's what you think, mm. if that's your opinion, then it should be okay. See, it there's a there are gray areas you know in why? that kind Do you of know thought because I think that mm, I see your point. Yeah, I see your point, but this is when it comes to like sexual relations and all of that stuff. There's something to do with like an urge. You see, like that the human flesh. Mm -hmm. Do you see where I'm coming from? Where I'm like. There's, well, <laughs> <laughs> well that happens. Um, yeah, so I, there are some things, okay, so it kind of comes back down to nature and nurture, mm -hmm. right? There are some things which are nature driven. So you see the way that your body reacts to certain things. Yes, it comes back down to the psychology and that. But I'm like, you see your sexual preference and your sexual orientation or what you fancy, what you don't, all of this kind of stuff, right? I don't believe that that's an opinion. Okay. Do you get what I'm saying? Or a school of thought. Mm -hmm. There's some, I, don't, I can't necessarily define what that is right now. Okay. But I think that there's something slightly different to that. Right. So if someone, where the opinion would come in is how someone should be dealt with. If you've got a pedo, what, how they should be dealt with. Some people say send them to exile. Some people say capital punishment, kill their ass. Some people say put them in solitary confinement for the rest of their life, right? That's where I think that there's a difference in opinion and what and where the opinion would come in. But mm. liking kids is not an opinion. Okay. Or a, do you get me? Okay. Just to kind of understand where this yeah. trajectory of like freedom of opinion and freedom of speech comes from. Yeah. Because there's so much freedoms to say and and feel anything. Where mm -hmm. do we draw the line? 
That's a good so that's why yeah. I introduced that because that is a true story. That that is how they believe in Scandinavia. They believe in rehabilitating people. Yeah. There's even a documentary with uh, Louis Thoreau on BBC. I watched this. I watched yeah. it years ago, really. Yeah, years yeah, ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. Louis Theroux's the man. You know? Oh my God, National Treasure. We don't Have talk about see, him. Enough. Did you watch his? Uh, he's had like quite a few different series, and um, there was one about maximum security prisons. There's a few. I'm not sure yeah, which yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. That whole. Um, that whole season was great. Sure. And I watched uh, the one with Jimmy Savile quite close to when it came out. What? Oh, he my he interviewed Jimmy Savile? Yeah. Bro, bro. So I would say that this was, this was a long time ago, like well over 10 years, could be 15 years plus. That interview was weird because that interview came out before the whole Jimmy Savile scandal. So it's like the doc started to collect, connect. Yeah. And it's like he was really hiding in plain sight. But um, what I was going to say before we digress too much, yeah, but um, this freedom of speech in relation to kind of like the LGBT community and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Because I feel, I just, I've said this on another podcast and I've said it to people in my life. I'm nearly on an annulment. I'm on an annulment with the LGBT community. Yeah. We're not divorced, but we're, we're just on not talking right now. Yeah, we're not. We're sleeping in different beds. Right. Do you get me? I'm sleeping downstairs on the sofa bed. Yep. Watching the big 52-inch TV. <laughs> <laughs> like, but for all, I'm not, I'm not 100% certain. Mm. And it's like the way that we're going about advocating for our rights, I don't think this is it. I don't think this is it. I don't, there's a lot of, I feel like sometimes there's a lot of shaming people into believing something. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Like Absolutely. Sh shaming people into position. So it's like, if you don't be develop this um, new way of thinking or this new Ooh, con this new concept, yeah. you're now this. I don't think that's right, you know? No, I don't either. I, d I don't think it's right. I don't feel like you can come with a new concept this week within the space of five years, expect that everybody is going to adopt this. Yeah. And whoever then doesn't adopt this system of the change that you're proposing, they are now... Um, villainized for that. I think it's it's pretty prominent in 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 every community, but in specifically to our community and the LGBTQ. We're known for this shit. It's so frustrating. So, for example, in in our case, I I get that crap a lot because, mm. for example, you know, if we look at studs in general, you got mm. the hard studs and the soft studs. I would be considered a soft stud. Right. But that doesn't mean hot studs haven't tried to shame me into being like them. Like, ah, oh, you're too feminine with your hair. Or you're too this with that. Like, yeah. you know, are you even this? And it's like, luckily for you and luckily for me, I, uh, my experience of knowing who I am happened kind of outside of this scene, mm. you know? So whatever happens inside the scene, you can't break me down. Yeah. You know, I did my work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you can't shame me into being like you. There's a lot of shame. There's a lot of toxicity in our communities, man. Fact. Man, mm. you're onto something. I was saying this to Philly yesterday when we was in Urban World. Like, I, when you see, well, right now is not a prime example of this, but in general, when you see me, you can tell I'm not a stud. Mm. And when you put me amongst studs, you can really see I'm not a stud. Because I said to Philly, I was like, I, in a room full of black LGBT folk, um, even with like a, a quite a decent ratio of mass presenting people, mm. I still am a minority. Right. I came in there with like this silk shirt, this silk paisley shirt, yeah, um, tucked into my skinny black jeans that were high-waisted, 
with like a black fishnet t-shirt underneath with some chain with these chainers. I looked fire. Yeah. I looked fucking fire. But I was the only one, the only mass presenting person remotely dressed like that. Yeah, everyone else is in a suit. It's like suited, like, like long and know, a hat. And it's like, you can, you track, can. Tracky, like yeah, you said. Yeah, like you could be experimentative. Like, the you thing know? is, I'm not knocking it at all. No. But what I then, re- what I do know is I'm still different. Mm-hmm. Do you get where I'm coming from? And it's like, sometimes it, to be fair, I'm not going to lie. Like I was getting, that was, dressing different and holding yourself different draws attention which i don't mind and you know i never mind attention from the from the laddies hello um but you know there is diversity but if you are a weak-minded person or you don't know who you are you can really quite easily fall into that pressure fall into the pressure of like you've walked into this space dress how you want to dress no one's dressed like you you look like the sore thumb um if you can't hold that you will um fall into line yeah they'll let you know you'll buy the uniform in about three weeks' time, you're gonna have the full starter pack. <laughs> Fuck it, you need to get the Air Force Ones. You need a pair of like fucking Air Max nineties or ninety fives. Like, yeah, there's a whole starter kick to this thing, right? Trust. But why? I, anyway, what I was essentially saying is that like we, the more broadly speaking, why I'm not down for this censorship thing is because like you see with Whoopi, there's this whole thing of cancelling her. Mm. I'm like, nah, educate her. Why not bring someone from the Jewish community who can really explain yeah. what the scenario is? Maybe they have a sit down. You can even do it on the View. You see, yeah, and them to that's, do that's, it on exact, TV. that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. You see, like how um, Oprah and Meghan and Harry sat down and had a conversation. Like Gail and R. Kelly have a sit down conversation that's recorded and have someone explain to her why she was incorrect and why she's offended people, mm. right? Um, but that conversation is likely not to happen because of this whole kind of response to it, you know? Um, and I, I just see it across the board and I'm like, this is not this is not how you have conversations and this is not how people grow and learn and become more insightful by shaming them into things or trying to bully people into a belief system, right? I, I know that I probably hold uh, not an unpopular opinion, but an uncommon opinion in that I don't think, even with like the whole being queer, being gay, being trans, whatever, not everybody has to fuck with the idea that they like it. I'm I'm absolutely comfortable with some people being completely homophobic and against this. I'm alright with that. Yeah. Because I don't like everyone. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't like I don't not like people because of particular characteristics, but I do not fuck with some people because of their values. Right. And, and if someone thinks that being queer is a part of your your value values, systems, yeah. it's questionable. They don't fuck. I beg you. How can how can I be mad at that? Yeah. How how can I be mad at? So that's my thing, and I just think that the LGBT plus community, it, we're going the wrong way about it. And who's picking these spokespeople? Who's saying all of this shit? Who's saying? What do you mean? Who's saying what? What happened? Like, I feel like you heard something or saw something. No, and... do you know what it is? As a community, I feel like we've got a lot of volume, right? As soon as someone says one thing wrong, one thing that's questionable, we're piping up, piping up, and I'm like. Who are these people? Who are, the, who are these front runners? Who? Because I've never really met anyone from our community that gets so riled up about these things where they set out on a mission. Let's cancel Dave Chappelle. I've, I've never met anyone who said, let's cancel Dave Chappelle. Do you understand? But <laughs> look at the outrage. And I'm like, who are these people? You know? <laughs> how, how, how dare they discriminate against us? For fuck's sake. Trust me. No, oh, man. 
I'm definitely, I'm glad that we've had this conversation because it's been, it's really been bugging me. Yeah. Really, this whole censorship has really been bugging me. And I'm like, I'm getting to a point where I'm like, you know what? I want every man to say what the fuck they want. Yeah. I, w- I would love that. And I think that, that I, I will caveat that with, there should be sanctions for people who abuse that. Right? Because right. I feel like, I feel that there is, you can say what you want to say, but if you're doing this with a complete malice intent, yeah, that can't work. Yep. For the for the survival and sustainability of humanity, that can't work. So imagine if I'm saying something solely to tear you down and just to ruin your heart and to really upset you. That has to get dealt with. Yeah. Because this isn't a matter of freedom of speech. You're being toxic now. Yes, yes, yes. Do you get me? You're being fuckery. So there's that. But I want to get onto a couple of scenarios. Well, this was what the whole thing was supposed to be. And like, we're an hour and a half in. We've not done one scenario. Let's do the scenario. We left the best part for last, man. Yeah, bro, I don't even have no fucking scenarios. I'm free, I'm free, free boarding. But if you've okay. got any that you want to throw in, that's wrong with you. Okay. But the one that I did remember, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm setting the tone, man. Go ahead. So imagine now you're at your place, you're chilling, mm-hmm. and your phone rings. And it's your cousin. Yeah, it's your younger cousin. Say now your cousin's like, I don't know, 19 years old. They ring you to that cuz, look, I need to speak to you. I need to see you, right? And your cousin doesn't ring you like that. You are good, but the fact that they're ringing you is alarming. You know something's up. So they come over and it's just you and them in the house. No one else is around. And they sit down and they're like, man, I need to talk to you, right? And then they go on to tell you that they've been involved in a crime where someone could, someone has been left potentially dead or critically injured. So that's the scenario, yeah? So are you telling their mum and are you informing the police? No, to the last one. Mm-hmm. Am I informing their mum? Uh, I would investigate myself. There's a reason that they called me. Okay. And only called me. Mm-hmm. And then called their parents or the police. All right, so what's, I didn't even tee this up thing properly. So what's your re- what's your response to the scenario like that? Scenario's deep. Yeah. Whoa, got me thinking. Oh crap! You know, you do ask yourself these questions. Like, if I, you know, if you kill someone, would your partner help you? Like, you do ask yeah, yourself yeah, yeah. questions like that. But um, I never, no, I never thought of a scenario like this. So this would be quite interesting to think about. Mm. Already, I'm having trouble deciding what would be the right course of action. Let me tell you my thoughts. What are your thoughts? This. In this scenario, I, I. I'm cutting my cousin off before they've even fully told me. I'm like, ah, 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 nah. I'm like, don't tell uh, me. Because you don't want to be thrown. Don't tell yeah. me. So the moment I'm hearing that I was I was with the man then, and then we rolled out, and I saw a man, and we jumped out of the car, and then, they, ah, 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 stop telling me. Stop. Stop right there. <laughs> stop. Dude. And I, at this point, I'd say, look, if you've been involved in something major, which could result in jail time, do not tell me. I don't want to know. I don't want that burden. Right. Because in this scenario, you've made a decision to do whatever crime that you've chosen to do off of your own back. Right? Right. Do not come now and put that on me. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You're putting that burden on me now. I don't want that. Right. Do you see where I'm coming from? But what I would say is, look, I would try and advise them without knowing the info. Right. Do you see where I'm coming from? Yeah. So it's like, bro, if you think that this could get traced back to you, where your your place of residence, you may need to question that. Yeah. Your area, you may need to question that. Your country, you may need to... Do you understand where I'm coming from? Absolutely. I'd, I'd have a broader conversation to kind of 
help the person to explore options, but I don't want to know what it is. I'm, I'm different, man. I know, it's a risk. As soon as they tell you, you are now also mm-hmm. Im- implicit in mm-hmm. the crime. Because what you do with that information, you're supposed to go to the police about it. Because you're perverting the cause of justice, right? Right. Right. So in my case, I want to know and only me. Don't tell anyone mm. else. Tell me where you are and I'm going to come meet you. I would go meet them and I would see how bad the situation is and try and analyze it. Mm-hmm. Based on their level, I mean, no matter what their level of involvement is, whether it's major or minor, um, take pictures, ask questions, make sure You're things- You're getting involved. I'm proper like making sure You're things are- You're fucking like Inspector yeah, nah, trust me. I don't trust the police in this country and I don't trust that they would do the right thing. Yeah. Especially when it comes to black folks. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they would get to the bottom of things at all. So I would do what I'd needed to protect my cousin at the time. I wouldn't touch anything. Mm-hmm. I would just ask questions, try and understand what went on, take my cousin. First thing we do in the morning is we lawyer the fuck up and go to the police station. Woo! We get one, we get a good lawyer first, then we go to the police that's, station. I'm not gonna lie, man. Bro, that's like super mature. Yeah. That is such a, that's a super mature way about it. I definitely know I have not got that in me. Yeah. I, I know I don't have that in me at all. And also, if you've done something that's hella wild, this may affect our relationship in a way that I see you. Mm. I'm like, bro, listen, it's not everything that you need to know. Like, you see, like, it's not everything I'm going to tell my mom. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's not every day, you know. Go and tell your, one of your little piss and tell friends. Like, I'm not in it. Right, I've got another scenario. Okay, go ahead. So, all right. If you had to pick out of the three. Yeah. Right. And you, this, this may be quite an easy scenario, depending upon how snobby you are, right? Okay. So... You go. You've got. You've got three dates lined up, mm-hmm. right? Lucky me. One person is a stripper. Ooh la. One person. Ooh la la. Ooh la. Uh, one is a. Um, they work in a like a sewage refinery. Sewage. Yeah, okay. like a sewage plant. Yeah, and they clean the they clean the pipes, the inside of the sewage pipes. Money, 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 money. Right? And then the other ones are Babylon. What's a Babylon? Please. Hey. Yeah, so one's a hey. fed, one's a federale, one works in a sewage plant where they they're dealing with sewage all day, yeah. and they're cleaning the thing, and then another one's a stripper. Do you have any preference based upon those job profiles? I'm dating them all. <laughs> <laughs> first things first, they all getting a date at me. Yeah, um, pay him. Of course, oh, of course, it's gonna be a very expensive. It's, it's a week. It's a heavy week. <laughs> it's a heavy week. But um. Inter- are you asking me who would I go for out of the three? Yeah. Whose job title is more appealing to me? Do you have an issue with any of those job titles? And is there anyone that you would or wouldn't date based upon oh, those The Babylon titles? one is really killing me, man. I'm on the <laughs> fence. Because the thing is, I don't like the police, but I do believe we need more black police. Yeah. You I know, that's the, yeah, my yeah, thing. That, like, I feel like we too. need so many more of our people in the police because, you know, if we have a wider, bigger numbers, then we'd be better. I don't know. I'm just sitting here thinking, please pum pum. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually why it's kind of lit. Doing a police car, that's kind of hot. Um, I, do you know what? As soon as I see that black and white 
uniform, I'm triggered so much that my, my vagina just dries up and falls off. That's it. It's see, like, Babylon is like, out the question. Like, it's like, it just puts on like, you know, one of those- You're tense as soon as you see them. Nah, fuck that. <laughs> Literally, like, my vagina would put on like this long grey Mac and one of those spy hats and sunglasses with a briefcase and would just jump off my body. It's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> right, so, I'm gone. It's like, like viral video of LeBron James quickly exiting a, <laughs> a room of reporters. He just skips exactly out with that. a- <laughs> Literally like- <laughs> Just skips out with a suitcase yeah, and glasses no. on. Yeah, fuck that. So Babylon's number three. Sorry. Right. Um, first one. The thing is, strippers, they get a lot of... Um, it's a difficult life. Mm. Because you have to do a lot of bullshit. In the, obviously, because, you know, I don't know. I feel like you probably have to do a lot of bullshit with customers and, and security maybe or and, yeah, and, and other easy. strippers. Um, the sewage one, yeah, you might smell bad, but the money would be... Fucking mad. Do you think so? I'm not sure that it's a job that pays well. I I, I say that, declaring I have no previous... It does. Really? I, yeah, it does. Especially in London, if you can get a job, like a company mm. that cleans out the sewage and whatever, because it's not a very desirable job, obviously. Right. It's quite a niche market, so you can... Specialist skills. Absolutely right. You're sought after. There's, there's like 10 men in the country that can do it. <laughs> and none of them are English. <laughs> <laughs> They're rich as fuck though. Literally, mm. literally. That doesn't strike me as like the typical Englishman who would do that job. I could no. be wrong. But um, all right. So for me, the Babylon's not happening. No. It's not happening. Because the thing is now, if I wonder if there's ever a scenario where I'm around ganja or I'm around anything that may be a little bit questionable. Uh, and then it's, then it's sketchy. Yeah. Imagine at Christmas. Uncle Floyd sparks up her, <laughs> and then she's there in her seat, twitching, twitching. And I'm looking at her like, no, no, no. So that can't Risky, hurt. yeah. The, the, my OCD is meaning that me and the, um, the sewage person can't par. We can't. We, no, no, no. My, no. <laughs> just, no, 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 no. No explanation needed, just now. I'll be too, I won't be able to relax properly. And I know it's immature. Okay. I know it's uh, judgmental. I haven't reached that state of personal evolution <laughs> where that's just okay. I can't, I can't. I oh my God. And imagine in my head, I'll be thinking like this, right? This is going to get crass, guys, but it is what it is. This is the Meg Talk show. Come on. Now, in my head, when we're having sex, right? Imagine like this person's slipping a couple fingers in. Okay. And I'll be thinking about a time when there might have been a hole in the glove one time. And the dirt seeped into their fingernails and now they're uh, Yeah, that's where my mind's gonna go. Then then it's the it's ruined. Nah, that that has to go. So what's the last one? Stripper. Absolutely. Absol hot. Absolutely. You know what's mad? Let me tell you something. My girlfriend's gonna listen to this and she's gonna kill me, but good. I hope you're listening. Then next week. Next week, boy. <laughs> so um we hey, talked bro, about huh? You see your training collection. Can I get them? <laughs> you can have everything. I'm not gonna own nothing, not a house. Not a, <laughs> You'll be dead. Not, I'll be dead. I'll be, <laughs> she'll kill me. But I'm gonna say it anyways. God. Because now we're talking about strippers. We were watching P Valley. What's that? It's a really, really good show in the US. It's on Stars, the app. Um, it's about the stripper kind of industry in South, South America, not South America, but in like Southern states. Yeah. Um, they have a completely different perspective of strippers mm. in, in, in general. It's kind of heralded a little bit, respected art form, which I really like. And so that's what the show is about. We were watching the show and I was like, damn, strippers are hot. I would go to a strip club. Um, and mm. have a good time. My girlfriend looks at me with these deathly look. <laughs> what do you mean? You'd go, you know what? Yeah. 
you would go the, all this stuff. I was like, oh, oh. you know what's You got meant? too comfortable. I got too comfortable. You know what's mad? I actually thought she would agree with me. <laughs> I thought she'd be like, yeah, I'll come with you, mate. <laughs> I completely misread that room. Anyway, she's fuming. I'm, I'm, oh shit. I haven't said a word in 10, 15 minutes and she's still having a go. Slowly, the days go by. I start to find out she really wants to go to a strip club. Oh. She likes strip. She's like, oh, strippers are so hot. I'm like, mm. I don't say a word again. I'm just like, mm-hmm, yeah, I, I guess they are. <laughs> sure. She's like, yeah, strippers are so hot. I would love to go to a strip club and <laughs> dance with them. I'm like, I'm again, quiet. I can't say anything. I already know how she feels about me in the strip club. Then I turn, a few days go by, it turns out she actually wants to go with her, to a strip club with a few friends. I asked her, what's the difference between me and you going? Yeah. She said, oh, when I go, I go there to respect them. If you don't get on my fucking face with that shit, would you mean? I would respect them. I would dance with them too. Yeah, listen. I'm a woman just like you. I'm not going to disrespect them. I'm like, so the respect levels from me naturally decrease with the bagginess of my clothes. Do you know what I'm saying? And, and the sharpness of my clothes. <laughs> <laughs> she said my, maybe, it's, nah, I don't know. I don't know. Do you know what? All right. So let's just acknowledge the double standard that's going on. Thank here. you very much. that is insane. I'm, I have to say, first and foremost, man, that's a rough scenario. That's so it mad. Is, because I know the scenarios where, you know when you and your, your partner have a real good friendship. Right? Yeah, yeah. She's and, my best friend. Right. You know, you got a real good friendship and then you say, you forget yourself. You say, you say one thing slightly too far and then that's it. That's it for you. That, so that, so, you know, just acknowledge that that's a difficult squeeze to be in. But strippers, I mean, They're hot. we all love women. Every single one of us in this room loves women. So how can you be surprised that I would want to go somewhere With where the women, some of the most top tier women you will see, dressed like goddesses, bodies shimmering and sashaying against the stage of the backdrop of the light. <sighs> Perfume. The sense of one pound coins for life. <laughs> And copper. <laughs> nah, man, I'm, I, 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 have I been to a strip club before? It's on my list. I haven't, but I've been to, I've been to a club where there were strippers. Explain that. <laughs> so the club isn't, the premise of the club isn't strippers. Is it like a gentleman's club and there just happen to be strippers there? Well, okay, so it's not a club where the premise is strippers. You know, when you go to a strip club, that's what you're going there for, to see titties and fongs, right? Mm -hmm. Now, the essence of this club is to actually party. But what happens is, is on the stage, they had like this, um, like this strip landing that kind of runs across, runs through the club where these girls kind of walk along with bottles and sparklers and there's poles and stuff. So they were there. Do you get where I'm coming from? Yeah. So they were kind of that part of the decor, Yeah, I'd say. But um, yeah, it was lit, man. I was in I was in America as well, and in in Miami, the clubs are completely different to here. They put us to shame. I'm sure we it look we have little broom closets that are painted black, with a one little stage that looks like you could have got off Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> 
Right. They just look so basic, but the clubs in Miami are incredible. And like I said, they they provide entertainment. Yeah. Well. All like, kinds of entertainment. Not yeah. just one type of entertainment, which is a DJ. Yeah. They have many. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's how I kind of, why I would say it wasn't a strip club, but strippers were there. Man, given that she said that about strip clubs, I'm thinking, why don't we just go together? Bro, listen. That's the thing. That's I mean, mad to bro, me. You need to you need to get in there. You need to get in there because this ultimately would be a good time for both of you. I don't want to die, bro. You're not. It's a, it's I don't want to. I already had this conversation. All right. I just wanted what? to bring it up. <laughs> well, then, do you know what? Do you know what you do? This is how you play it, right? All right. Tell me. Get your notebook out. So. Phone's out. <laughs> let's go. So what you do is you encourage her to go. Mm-hmm. You encourage it. You, 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 you play the part well. You know, you make sure that when you're there to support her while she's getting ready, get yeah, babes are looking fire. When she comes home, there might even be a little tea ready. Well, you know what I'm saying? You do your part. But what you're going to do is you're putting money in the bank. Okay. Because when it's time for you to go now, you should expect the same goddamn energy. And you may have layered in a few points. Okay. And if you go with me, she might trust you a bit more because I'm responsible. <laughs> Who are you trying to convince here, Meg? You, me, you know or Maya? You know you have to convince Mayel that. <laughs> I tried to say that. And it just sounded like bare mischief. Just see me. Yeah, like. just mischief. That's yeah. exactly I, what it I was. Feel like, I feel like we should be able to go. Me and you should be able to go, right? Right. We're both committed, happy yep. um, people in this life. You know what this is giving me? It's giving me, can you go tell your mum? Can you tell my mum <laughs> I can have a sleepover at your house? <laughs> she won't she won't do it if I tell her. <laughs> or, you know, I, I, have to, I have to ask her while you're there. Yeah, you have to ask while I'm there. Go ask her, go ask her, go ask her. I'm right behind you, like shoving. Go, go, go. Go, 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 go ask her, she's there. <laughs> Can you, people, you seen the level of, of skullduggery yeah, and, and mastermind planning just to go to the club. It's mad. But I have to say, I, I'm here as your first line of support, homie, you know, if you ever need to sneak and we, and you know, we have to sneak to go there. I mean, I will be, I'm up for some espionage antics. However, yeah. what I will say is this, my other half would love to go to a strip club with me and they would be like, babe, can we sit at the front? I'm sure my other half would want to get on that stage and start macking girls and we'll be like, babe, check that one in the green. I'm like, mm-hmm. I got an idea. Why doesn't, why don't my other half and your other half go to the strip club? We get your other half to try and get her to be, yeah. convince her to try and get us yeah. to go together. Do you know what I'm saying? Now that yeah. I know Philly's in on it, Philly, yeah. you're part of the team now. Yeah, no, she, she's down. She's you're part at, of the team. You're going to have to help. No, do you know, I, I have to say that she is so lit. Like, we have mapped out so, like, can I just say she's got a really good uh, imagination, right? So with that being said, we sit down and we go into this imaginary world of scenarios and all this kind of stuff, right? Yeah. And I find that it's actually a really good way to kind of test the premises and the boundaries of your relationship to understand what he, what your partner feels comfortable with, right? Mm-hmm. Now we were talking about kind of like open relationships and stuff, and we're both—I I would say—we're not both like, yeah, we'll definitely do it, but we can see the positive in things like that. Yeah, we can also sit down and enjoy a moment of someone that's hot. I'm like, babe, she will nudge me, and be like, "Have you seen that hot you?" I'm like, "What?" Yeah. So I, I love that we can enjoy other people 
as a couple. Yeah. And I'm sure, yo, know, let me not even dig myself that hole. I'm just gonna leave that statement there. No, you can't do that. I'm gonna leave it <laughs> right. <laughs> I like life as it is. Yeah. Don't worry, I'll pry out of her for next next episode, guys. <laughs> just remind me, I'll pry out of her. <laughs> Hey, but listen, man, we're pretty much at time now, ma'am. Yeah. Yeah. Was there any, is there anything that you can recommend to the listeners for this week? Anything that you've watched and listened? Anything that's lit? Anything that I've watched or listened to? In the meantime, I would say people check out uh, Flagrant, um, the Angel Shoes podcast. Really, really like it. Check out uh, Brilliant, pod, uh, Brilliant Idiots. And this one's really abstract, but I love them. Um, the Wolf and Owl podcast, which is Ramesh Ranganathan and Tom Davis. So Ramesh is... Uh, oh, Ramesh is so funny. Yeah. I he am. had loads of shows on BBC. I used to watch all of them. It was did so funny. Did you watch funny. the one with his mum where he did like... Went on so home. funny, that bro. That series killed me. That killed me. His that mom. would be me and my mum if we weren't traveling. I swear to God. she She's... So yeah, it's with Ramesh and a guy called Tom Davis. And um, Ramesh is a South Asian guy whose humor is very much based on self-deprecation and dry sarcasm, but he does it so, so well. Yeah, definitely. And Tom Davies is a proper Jack the Lad. He used to, he was a laborer. He used to be a scaffolder and stuff. And he's like, oh yeah, all right, mate. Yeah, fucking, he's, he's that kind of guy. Yeah. And these two characters together just make brilliant content. So yeah, those are my three recommendations of the week. God, recommendations are tough, man. Yeah. Um, nothing. I guess nothing really podcast-wise. Art-wise, if you want to get your hands on some good art, my old Ducre, her website went live the other day if you want to buy some nice bits. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought some really good dessert. There's, I got, there's this guy who's started his own company. He used to work in the butchers for several years. And right. now he's going off. He's making his own baking company. It's called Damson. Bacon. Baking. Not... Oh, like goods, baked goods. Yeah, like baking. Bro, this is why I'm looking at you. I'm like, you're talking to me about bacon. You, have, you don't eat bacon, do you? I don't eat bacon. That's why I was... Anyway. Baking. Yeah. He's yeah. the king of bakes. <laughs> I guess. What kind of shit does he make? He makes um he makes uh baked cheesecakes. But he makes them really posh and very mm. good. They look sick. Mm. Damson. Check it out. I had a roasted... <laughs> Espresso and chocolate baked cheesecake. That that sounds crab very, was. That sounds very oh, middle class, oh, my friend. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> no, but it's not expensive. Is it not? Nah, 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 nah. He's not. All right, cool. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I would recommend this week. Um, do you know what I would say? Urban World was a decent night. Mm. I would say this. I definitely am still leaning towards hetero inclusive raves. Just because I, I I don't know, something about the DJ set, something about how it goes down, I like it there. But if you're looking for a queer night out, your POC, or you want to hear some ethnic music, listen, yeah. definitely go down, man. Like, you have a laugh. You definitely have a laugh, man. So, yeah, that's my plugins for the week. But, guys, it has been our pleasure. Um, You know where to find me, Meg Talks Online. Just follow me up on the Instagram. Listen, we're growing, you know. I can't believe it. The Instagram page is actually growing very, very, very well. So thank you for the support. You can find every single episode on iTunes, Google Podcast, Anchor, Spotify, or just head over to the Google search function and type in Meg Talks Podcast, man. Um, but yeah, until 
Four weeks time, man. Oh yeah, What's we're up? making visual content. We sure is. We are making visual content. So, Dina and I are to kick off the Meg Talks TV uh, YouTube channel. We are going on um, a little adventure. So we're t- trying out some of the um, typically famous, well, the infamous uh, American classic fast food joints. So the likes of Wendy's. Um, Popeyes and Taco Bell. Yes. Are they what they say it is, or is it just a hype? Is that exactly that? Because I mean, especially I would say Popeyes and Taco Bell. I've heard a lot of ranting and raving about it. A lot, mm. especially that Popeyes chicken sandwich. I've heard yes. serious things about this. So I'm curious. Like, I'm a big Morley's fanatic. I do like Morley's actually. I it love good. Morley's chicken. The one in Catford is exquisite. Yeah, this is the creme de la creme of bootleg fried chicken. <laughs> right, so, you know, I've got high standards on this. So, anyway, we're going to go to each and each uh, one of the chains. Um, you know, we're going to buy a selection of things. We're going to try it out. We're going to vlog it. We're going to bring you guys on the journey. So, I hope you guys enjoy it. So, we're going to get cracking. But where can uh, the people then find you, man? You can find me on the streets. I'm joking. Don't, <laughs> don't go looking for me. I won't be there. You can find me on Instagram, dibrahim3. Um, and that's that's it for now. That's all That's all my socials. I'm I'm still building my TikTok at the moment. Yo, I'm old now. Bruh. TikTok I, is different from Vine and all that. Fat, look, these things take so much effort. Yeah, I, so I do, much and I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, it's like admin. Literally, yeah, considered literally. part of admin. I would, there are, a se- there are several things which I would prefer to do before making TikTok videos. Yeah. And sitting on my TV, relaxing, after a decent smoke is one of the ones that come first. No disrespect to TikTok. But anyway, guys, <laughs> catch you next week. Till next time.